Welcome back to Geeks and Grounds, a monthly game club where we play games and brew good conversation together. Uh, my name is Jenny. And I'm Joel. And we are here cooking up some good conversation. We're not just brewing. Oh, we're, we're not just brewing. Today. We're simmering. We're sauteing. Oh, we're steaming. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, we have been playing Venba so far this month, and... I'm so excited to deep dive this game with you and just talk about how you felt when you played it, how I felt when I played it, what some of the community members shared in the Discord. Because um, we also had a couple other games that we played mm -hmm. in conjunction with mm -hmm. it to try and like deepen some of the understanding and provide a little more nuance. So, yeah, uh, what an incredible month! I so huge kudos and so those of you who don't know jenny is usually the one who just picks out our games uh but obviously input from you the community and from me but when she came and she was like hey what do you think about these like three games that are kind of related and we talk about them together thematically it was what what an incredible experience hey. like so thank you for this <laughs> it was such a great month uh hopefully you all enjoyed the games mm -hmm. uh so do you want to talk about all three off the bat or... Um, that's a good question. Maybe let's start with Venba, yeah. and then we can incorporate yeah. the the other two and sort of how they how they fit. Um, but before we do that, let's really quickly take a moment and say if you haven't had the chance to put in a review on Apple Podcast or rate us on Spotify please do. We would very much appreciate it. For those who have, thank you so much. Um, again, we are doing this because we love it, but also we'd love more people to hear it. Yeah. And to do that, we have to get the algorithm to notice us. The rhythm. The rhythm. Feel the rhythm, feel the ride. That's it. Oh. Uh... <laughs> Good it's reference. It's a little shocked and Freud there by not finishing it and making everybody really want you to finish yeah. it. Um, we're all sipping on some... Uh, iced vanilla oat milk lattes Cheers. today yes. from Cathedral Coffee. Because mm. it's still hot. <laughs> it's so hot. We've got the fan running in the background. So we're, we're staying cool. Mm -hmm. It is cooler than it has been in this room for the last week, which is really nice. <laughs> I'm rocking my booty shorts with like holes in them to get extra like aerodynamic. Mm -hmm. You're trying to stay cool. That'll be the Geeks and Grounds After Dark is when you get to see the booty shorts. <laughs> the calendar. Yeah, for sure. Oh, oh we're God. just you heard it here first. really disrespecting what has been an incredible several games. And so I am so sorry to the creators. Uh, my Lord. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. So I don't know. I think we got our housekeeping done. I don't think there's anything else for us to share. Maybe we can just jump into it. Let's do it. Okay. So Benba, first, I guess, first sort of big reaction or big feelings. Do you have any you want to share? I had, I think the, the, the first reaction is that I had so many reactions. Like as I yeah. was playing this game, um, the, 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 from beginning to end, every phase of life that you're encountering with this family and the, the thing, mm -hmm. their struggles and their victories, like I, I was on this emotional roller coaster, and for a game that was like, this, uh, I mean, it's a shorter game. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a really simple, uh, interaction. Like the fact that a game that is so short and has such a simple, uh, uh idea behind it, uh, that it can el elicit so many different emotions. I think yeah. it's just like really incredible. Yeah. Um, like, oh. What were your thoughts? Exactly the same. Honestly, I, I also felt it was interesting because I felt so very seen. And it was one of those things where I'm like, they're not talking about my experiences mm -hmm. specifically. 
Um, but kind of like when the interview with Avi, when we were talking about, you know, in telling the specific story of this family in Canada, um, they've immigrated, or at least Venba and her husband have immigrated to Canada and how they go through their lives. I felt like my story was being told in a really mm -hmm. interesting way. Um, and my, my mom's story, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, I think I went through every major emotion <laughs> Probably, except maybe, no, there are actually moments of fear, I think, and suspense in the For game sure. too. So I did, I feel like I went through every emotion in this oh. game. Uh, so I know normally uh, you make me sit and close my eyes for 30 seconds and try and give like oh the gosh. whole game summary. Wow. Can I put you on on blast and ask you to like do the 30 seconds uh, like blurb elevator pitch, elevator pitch <laughs> for Venba? Dang, I, it had to have happened some point. Yeah, it's, okay, it's just fine, the time. Fine, fine. Okay. <laughs> Venba is a cinematic narrative cooking game that centers around a family in Canada where the parents uh, have immigrated from India and have chosen to settle their life and raise their family there. And this game goes through points in their life, notable points in their life, uh, exploring what it's like, the highs and lows, through the meals that they eat together or apart. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's just do a quick, we don't normally do this, but mm -hmm. since there are really only three and a half characters in this game, like mm -hmm. let's just quick, quick intro them. Yeah. So you have the mom, yes, Venba. Venba. Which, fun fact, we learned, um, again, from Avi, the developer, uh, one of the developers, that Venba is an actual type of poetry mm -hmm. in India. And so the fact that throughout the game, there are also these lines that are Venbas, uh, that blew my mind, honestly. <laughs> yes. And one of the things I definitely want to talk about is the importance of the mother in this story. Yes. Um, but like, there was definitely this moment when we were doing the interview when he was talking about how these Venbas come up throughout the whole thing, where I was like, Wait, was the game not named after the mother? Uh, oh. Is it possible that it was because of this form of poetry? <laughs> it all connects. It all connects, which, yeah. you know, obviously, like, both. Um, so you have Venba, the mother. Yes. Uh, you have her husband, Pavlan. Uh, Pavlan. And, uh, again, kind of, like, you have a lot of his story working through, like, mm -hmm. trying to find uh, careers and, and, and a, a job and also, like, care for his family and raise them uh, and have that familial experience in a positive way right. with their son, Kavan. Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, <laughs> we put in the show notes. It, we, <laughs> there's one other character. There's, a, there's another like half character. Uh, Kavan's like boss, I guess. Yeah. Maybe uh, like lead at least. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, uh, who you interact with via text. <laughs> Boo. Um, I feel a little bad because yeah, it's okay. true. Chris, I mean, boo Chris, but also like, Abby reminded yeah. us there are no bad guys in this story. Like Chris is doing his job. He's not doing immoral we things. We live in a society and Chris is just trying to keep up in the ways that he can. But also Chris could have been a bit more tactful. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Um, yeah. So just as we talk about these characters, that's who we're talking about. Um, but this is a game that I think we can kind of go through in chronological order. Yeah, I think. And oh, my gosh, just the way. We talked a little bit about this in the developer interview, but the game's structure mm. is so fascinating to me. And one of the things I've gone back and played it again 
twice. And I love that each level is essentially kind of a day in this family's life Mm -hmm. in a different year, starting from the 80s, going all the way to present day, like 20, I don't know, 2015, 2011, somewhere around there. Um, What's fascinating to me is that and these days aren't necessarily what you would consider the most important or the biggest, most significant days. They all hold significance, but not in the sense that maybe we would think of like, oh, this is a day we'd mark on the calendar. Mm -hmm. Uh, These are significant in terms of really emotional stakes. And with each level, we also got to cook a meal, uh, usually through Venba's eyes, but later on we get to do it through Coven's eyes. Uh, And we get to ground not only the emotions of the day in the narrative that we get, but in the meal that we cook. That's right. Uh, And like you learn about uh, how in a a similar way to one of the other games that we played, um, you kind of learn about some of the uh, significance of some of these meals and dishes and how they Mm -hmm. are like connected to various life events. But I think uh, you also get a sense of how the scope and scale of any one meal that gets made really helps it helped me to better understand Mm -hmm. how uh the person preparing the meal feels so invested in the experience you're trying to yeah oh my gosh i didn't necessarily think about the scale and i love that you brought that up because one of the later levels is this massive feast it Mm. is and it is the emotional climax of the game for Mm -hmm. me it was the it was the most heart-wrenching moment. Um, But I guess to go back to what you said in terms of chronologically, I love that the game begins with you making a meal. Um, I think, is it Idli that you make? Is that the first one? Oh, I I am so bad with details. (laughs) Yes, but the the meal that you make is... um, is what helps Venva announce the pre- her pregnancy. Yes. Uh, to Pavlon, which is so cute. Oh, so I think it's like late 80s yep. uh, for the opening scene. Yeah. Uh, you get the sense that they've, you know, relatively recently emigrated yeah. to Canada uh, uh, from southern India. And uh, the, the, the conflict that we're beginning with is how are they going to settle in here? And this right. is like a lot of financial concerns, trying to find a job. Mm-hmm. You learn immediately about how just how qualified these two characters <laughs> yeah. are in terms of like Venba's desire to teach and her history with teaching. And mm-hmm. Pavlon, you learn over time about how he's this like really great writer and mm-hmm. like he's just trying to get a job doing yeah. sales doing something yeah um but that's kind of a, the central conflict at the opening of the game yeah and they're even talking about maybe saving up to go back home like and that's a big deal uh you know they've moved here it's cost a lot of money mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. they later allude to the fact that there's also a little bit of maybe familial conflict in terms of um a- approval of the marriage from one side of the family right and so the fact that they moved out here is huge. The fact that they're thinking about moving back, that's also a very big deal, especially in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but with this news that they may have a kid on the way, they don't know, you know, if it's a boy or a girl yet or, you know, what's going on. But they know that they're going to be raising a new generation and they have this. Oh, can we just appreciate like a healthy relationship in a game oh. for a second? Like they have this talk and they're lying in bed and uh you know, I just think of all the times when I'm like talking to Sam and we're like getting ready to go to bed and we're like sharing these 
stories of our day or like last memes that we're wanting to share to each mm -hmm, other and mm -hmm. those intimate moments as a couple. And I thought that was so beautiful that yes. they brought it because I oh. feel like we don't see often like grown, healthy relationships in games like that. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Abby mentioned this and it's something that I had not really fully considered until he said it. But a lot of times in these uh, kind of immigration based stories, you follow the life of one of the children. Yeah. And so because of that, you end up with a lot of stereotypes for the parents. Mm -hmm. You have the parent that is going to be like overbearing. Don't let go of your culture. Do your homework. You're not working hard enough. And then like the opposite parent that's like, oh, I love you no matter what. And mm -hmm. like, I just want you to be happy and yada, yada. And I. Uh, because we begin the game with these parents as like probably like 20 somethings, I would imagine. Right. Um, you are not allowed to bring a stereotyped perspective to their lives. Yeah. They have nuance. They have ambition. They have drive. <sighs> yeah. You can see when they get hurt. You can see when they're experiencing joy and fear. Mm -hmm. And so that to me, I'm so glad you brought that up because like it's they set the stage from the opening act for mm -hmm. that. It's so good. And you you just immediately, at least I found myself immediately like falling in love with them and wanting just the best for them because they're mm -hmm, talking about mm -hmm. like, you know, what is the best for their kid? And I think that's another th sort of theme, a recurring story point and yeah. a recurring theme we see is, you know, what sacrifices are you going to make so that your child can have a better future? And what does that mean <sighs> for you who, you know, you are also an individual um, and I think it's interesting because I've seen more of this crop up on social media, especially with moms saying like, hey, don't give up your life for your kids. Have your own interests. Mm -hmm. And I think um, especially in the 80s. And I think I can't speak to like South Indian culture, but I know for Korean culture, like when you have kids, they are everything like you give up mm. everything to make sure your kids can have like the best opportunities, the best everythings. And especially if you move to the U.S., like. That's it. You your legacy is your kids. <laughs> and so um, I like you said, I love that we get to see that they are humans mm -hmm. beyond being parents at this point. Yeah, because, you know, the struggle that they're hitting is a familiar one. Right. You're in a new country. Um, you get the sense that maybe they don't they have kind of a, a choppy relationship with the language to an extent. Mm -hmm. That's another thing. Oh, my gosh. Language yeah. color. Yes. The yes. color. And did you notice the splotches, too, on the on the dialogue box? I was wondering what that meant. I think Give I us think this, it get, meant. Break it down. Yeah, I think in addition to the um, color of the dialogue representing when they were speaking in English or Tamil, I think is how you pronounce it. Um, also, if there are splotches that denoted a muddier like understanding and there are p points in time, especially when Venba and Coven are in the scene, um, Venba's text will move or no, sorry, Coven's text will move more quickly when speaking in English. And um, you can see Venba's understanding be like a little bit slower oh, no. just through the speed of the text and how it populates if you let it sort of ride naturally. So Jenny and I just had a conversation like a week ago about uh, <laughs> text speed in games. Mm -hmm. And I was explicitly oh, saying yeah. how I hate like <laughs> one word or one letter at a time text displays. It's like, give me the whole box. Don't make me click to have the whole text appear. I just want like box of text, box of text. 
And now you have immediately given me a game <laughs> where, hey, actually the speed of the text is telling a story in and of itself. And so, yeah, you were right and I was wrong. No, and... I think, but yeah. developers don't often play with that. So I think Venba was the opportunity, the one exception to the rule. I think in most cases, developers don't do that. And maybe it would be great to have a bloop quick button, but. Thanks guys. Um... <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah. Yeah. So we in the, in this opening scene, you start to get a feel for how the language is going yep. to be represented. Um, the other thing that you see in this opening scene is uh, every it's just it's kind of told in like five acts or is it six acts, something like that. Yeah. Um, each one of these scenes or acts opens with uh, a view of the calendar and a mm -hmm. quote. Uh, yes. And that quote is a Venba form mm -hmm. poem. And it's a quote uh, in uh Avi mentioned where it was from, and I can't remember what he said now. We should find it. Yeah, pull, we'll put it in the, show. In the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Um, but yeah, so another like really interesting kind of meta textual level. Like I was trying to get screenshots of every one of them because as I the further mm -hmm. we got into the game, there I was like, oh, this is deeply tied to yes. the content of this coming scene. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's I think the other big like kind of mechanic or if it's mechanic, the, yeah. the motif. I yeah, guess. yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, yeah. Did you have a favorite one by any chance or um, did mm. any one stick out to you a bit more than than the others? I'll have to find is the one that I referenced in our interview with Abby. And it's on I took it's all on a screenshot yeah. on my Steam Deck, which I don't have in front of me right now. But um, we we should definitely like pull those up and put them in because it was like five or six of them. And they were all so like beautifully written mm -hmm. and it's just like really poignant. Do yeah. you, is there one that you remember that stuck out to you? Um. I think the first one actually was one that stuck out to me most. And it's because it was, I forget the exact words, but the sentiment was like, like take time to think, but once you act, like just do it essentially was, was the, the message that I got from it. Um, and I, I was like that for me personally resonates quite a bit. Cause I, I stick in the thinking element mm. or even if I do something, I'll like waffle and, you know, it's, there's just an element of like committing that that uh, rumination had that I really appreciated. Really apt again, because they've made their decision. They're in this country. They're yeah. committing. Um, yeah. Uh, you know what we haven't talked about in the first kind of act here? Uh, the experience cooking for the first time. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. So there are uh, there's a lot to talk about with like the cooking experience right. here. Um, the th I, I thought like the the sound of like you've clicked on something and you get the sound of it like that was really cool mm -hmm. the sound design just for every Impeccable. cooking scene, uh, scene was incredible yeah and again just to reference um what we learned when talking with um abby the developers all not only cooked the dishes dishes multiple times so they all had a really deep understanding of how these were made so from the design of the recipes mm -hmm. to the actual implementation to um, the sound effects all of that was captured because the team did all of it themselves uh, and i think the sound designer actually captured these sounds in the kitchen the, like recorded the sound of grease popping yes. or steam steaming and, yeah I don't know what the verb is for that <laughs> <laughs> what's cool is uh i saw i think it was on their their twitter account or some some person wrote a comment that was along the lines of wow playing this made me feel like i was standing in like my home kitchen oh. and i thought that was such like 
Because I didn't grow up with, you know, I grew up with some of these sounds, but I think if you're familiar with the dishes and you're familiar with like the preparation to be able to hear that and feel like home in a game is so powerful. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this is actually like a really interesting point of divergence that mm -hmm. uh, when we talked about this with Abby that I was like, oh man, this is so far outside of the experience that I, that I had mm -hmm. growing up as a kid. Like growing up as a kid for me, it was like we had the same like three to five meals every week. It was like basic spaghetti, basic tacos, like the white people taco night meme from <laughs> TikTok. Like that was and still very much is my parents like mm -hmm. hot dog night, like pizza night. It was it was like the same thing every week. So like I don't have any strong emotional or like sense memory ties mm. to cooking like it's just not, it was never something that like we valued or spent yeah. time with. And I think, honestly, I feel impoverished because of that. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things where as you and Abby were talking about, like even small things that you were remembering, I was like, wow, like I wish I had some tie to yeah. like cooking being a meaningful part of like the family experience, you know? Yeah. Well, and I think there, there were a couple of people mentioning in the emails and in the discord, a similar feeling where they're like, we didn't really grow up with strong food traditions. Mm -hmm. Um, and a few people actually mentioned even that they, as they've grown up, they've incorporated more of that into their lives, oh, cool. which I think is really incredible um, and fascinating because I think even if food isn't, uh, necessarily something you grew up with having a strong, like, familial tradition mm -hmm, food is mm -hmm. like undoubtedly a way we all connect like yeah, right just with friends during social events and so i think finding a relationship to food in that way even as an adult and discovering cooking is is really cool yeah i i think that's a really i i guess you're right like there's not really an excuse for me not to start doing that now <laughs> it's not meant to so be a not trip. only do i feel bad for not having this experience growing up but no. i have i feel bad because no, no no i don't feel bad it's uh it's just like a recognition that like yeah this is when people talk about this is i i hope this is not like an overly touchy subject but i think it's important to discuss as part of this game that like mm -hmm. when people talk about how like whiteness is not a culture mm -hmm. this is a perfect example of that yeah where yeah, like my family, I guess, is like Scotch Germanic heritage that had we had nothing related to that in my house growing up. Yeah. There's nothing with like the food or whatever. It's like, wow, it'd be cool if there was like one dish even that I could think of that was like tied to a cultural experience. But mm -hmm. that's not what I had growing up. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just like a really interesting point of reflection as you and Abby were talking. I was like, wow, I just didn't have that. Yeah, that's. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's really, I like having that perspective. I think <laughs> I was talking with Sam actually a couple days ago because I was saying something along the lines of like, I don't understand how someone could play this and not just totally feel like it's the game of the year, perfect game, feel so mm -hmm. totally connected mm -hmm. to it. Um, and as Sam often does, he provides that like grounding and reality check where it's like, but maybe not everyone's had that same experience growing up, whether it was with the food and the culture, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. whether it was with the family elements, you know, everyone comes at it with different things. And so he, he was very rational and helped explain, you know, that it, it, there are elements that I think I'm also just exceptionally excited because I've never seen them in the game mm -hmm, or very rarely mm -hmm. see them. And so when I do see them, I'm just like, oh, give me more. Um, and then I forget that also there is the other side of like, 
there are people who don't have that, but it's still a really valuable like reflection to have. And as you're playing the game to understand, like, how does that change or, you know, manifest your relationship with food and cooking and like your feelings about your own heritage? You know, I gosh, I am I this game is going to drift up some very serious topics, I think. And I'm sorry to everyone who's listening if you don't want to talk about any serious topics. But I but think we're here. We're here to talk about we're, we're deep you know, diving. This yeah. is the whole point. There is this concept, I think, within like whiteness in America around austerity and the idea mm. that it's like to be able to say, well, I don't need that is a sign of power. And so mm. to be able to say, oh, well, I don't need culturally relevant food in my life. I'm good with McDonald's. It's like that shows that like I don't need something. And so that becomes like a token of power almost. Mm. And so I think it's one of those for me, the reason the cooking hit hard in that conversation with Abby hit harder was because it became so clear that just I'm reminded of this constantly, but that austerity is not a virtue Mm. and that uh you do you are missing out on some kind of fundamental joys in life when you deprive yourself of these things because you don't quote need them Mm -hmm. so sorry yeah we're getting into it no i mean but that's the point right (laughs) that is the point (laughs) so welcome um, to geeks and grounds we get into it (laughs) yeah i think and i don't know it's interesting because again that's not something i've ever thought like i've i've never Mm -hmm just my frame of reference is not there. <laughs> well, I, well, it's again, it's an impoverishing experience. Like mm-hmm. it's something that makes your life less rich that somehow has become a token of power that you don't need things no. or whatever. It's like, that's actually a denial of humanity. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah. Uh, the net, can we talk about kind of the, moving into the next scene a bit? Yes. Because uh, the next scene is when we went from empathy for me to like, oh, I'm experiencing this kind of other cultural experience to mm-hmm. something where it's like, oh, no, I've been here. Yeah. I know this exact <laughs> this exact experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is uh, you go into act two. Yep. Uh, where uh, Pavel is uh, or Pavelon, sorry, is uh, on the phone. Yep. On an interview, <laughs> job interview. Uh, and Kavin and Venba are like running around the house mm-hmm. trying to like get settled, etc. Yeah. And that was a very strong. I was like, now this these family dynamics are something I strongly connect to. Yeah. Do you want to like sort of just get into it? Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So um, the the scene opens up like you see the, the father Pavlon on the phone. You're mm-hmm. you are hearing his side of this interview. Right. And while you can tell that he's being optimistic, you can also tell that it is not ultimately going to lead to a job. Right. Um, In the background, you have uh, Kavin who's running around with like essentially (laughs) like a towel tied around his neck or like a a cape of some kind. And Venba's trying to be like, I need you to get to like get into real clothes. Like like, she's like running back and forth across the house. Mm -hmm. Um, And so what's interesting is like in my house, that would have been met with a sharp like, I need everybody to be quiet right now kind of like yeah. moment instead in Abi brought this up. It's like this has happened so many times mm-hmm. that there's not the call for quietness in yeah. the background from from Pavlon. Yeah. Um, and so they go through the interview. We see the, the family dynamics at play. Uh, and then Kavan wants pizza. 
Uh, and you know, this is like what everybody eats. It's what he's used. It's like the cool thing to eat as far as he's concerned. And this is the nineties. Ninja turtles are a thing. Oh yeah. So like pizza is the cool thing to eat. Let's be real. Anytime I saw the Ninja turtles eating pizza, I was like, (laughs) I want pizza that cheese. Like, Oh, my gosh. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen were saying, you know, give me pizza, P-I-Z-Z-A. Like Mm -hmm. the 90s were all about pizza in the the States. (laughs) Um, And basically, after they get off the phone, the conversation Mm -hmm. becomes, oh, let's see if we can get Coven like excited about this like more Tamil meal. Yeah. Um, And like getting him amped up with this like, oh, it's kind of like a rocket Mm -hmm. and like things like that. Um, So that kind of sets the stage for that scene. Uh, What were some of your feelings going through that? Uh, I think what I found really interesting was, especially after getting off of the phone, the dynamics between like the mom and the dad in particular, between Venba and Pavlon, because Venba very much is established as like the mom who's trying to make sure mm-hmm. that Coven does not forget sort of his heritage and where they came from, even though Coven didn't come from India. Yep. It's like, I don't want you to forget this. Like, I'm trying to speak to you in Tamil. I'm trying to make sure you're eating this food so that you're not losing mm-hmm. this sense of self that I feel like you should have. Um, and it's interesting because Pavlan seems much more lax about it. Like, he's he is the parent who's kind of like, yeah, it's important. But, you know, the other kids, they're like, they're, they're eating pizza. They're watching these other shows. Yeah. Uh, you know, we got to make sure. And we see this throughout the the game where Pavlon becomes this sort of voice of, but hey, we chose this. We need to make sure that he also, we respect him in this way too. Yeah. Um, and so it's interesting to see that parenting dynamic yeah. as well. Um, I also find it interesting because I think in general, mothers... And this is very much just kind of like the traditional stereotype. But I think mothers do tend to be more hands on and Mm -hmm. more of the like distributors of cultural knowledge because they tend to have the cooking experience and, you know, all of this Mm -hmm. element of like because food is sort of the low hanging fruit of culture, especially in immigrant families. I think that burden in some ways weighs more upon the mother in because she is the one who prepares the food that is most easily able to connect the family back to home. But yeah, I think to your point about like the stereotypical side of this, I think a lot of times there's the stereotype of like the nagging mom or housewife Mm. or whatever. And the like easygoing, like sloppy dad. And I, I do want to be clear that that is not right. They don't reinforce that stereotype. Both of these parents very clearly are very invested in Coven and trying to find a way forward. It's just that, uh, Venba seems to be holding on to the Tamil culture just a bit more tightly than, Mm -hmm. uh, Pavlon is. Yeah. Is this also when we get the first uh, like in bed conversation with Coven like laying between them? Is this the same? I think so. Yeah, at the end of the chat after you finish cooking, and I think this is actually the idli because that's the rocket. That's right. That's um, right. Which kudos to Venba. You can tell Venba's a teacher because she very much was like, "I'm going to use some Jedi mind tricks on this kid, and I'm going to say we could have pizza, I guess." but we could make food that like goes up like a rocket and that sort of like mind trickery. I'm like, Oh yeah, I've definitely done that with kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, and she knows that like framing the food in this fun way is something that will at least entice Coven to come in and like be more excited about it. That's a really good point. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. I think 
the next time I play through, I want to do it by thinking about Venba more as a teacher instead of a mm-hmm. mom and just see how that shifts, like how yeah. I see her. Yeah. Wow. Because, yeah, I think she's very, you can at least again, because I did think of her very much as a teacher uh, throughout. And I, I you can see in how she, especially in the younger years, how mm-hmm. she tries mm-hmm. to frame a lot of this stuff for Coven. That is so fascinating. Yeah. Huh. I loved this level too. The, I don't know what was so satisfying about it, but it felt very satisfying to do all the layers uh, for the idli and the rocket. Like I felt very smart for having figured it out because the recipes we don't mention, but mm-hmm. the recipes don't spell it out for us yeah. uh, because the book uh, was passed on to Venba by her mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a bit, you know, it's been damaged a bit over the years and in transit. So Venba in a lot of ways is also trying to hold on to the culture that she left with this book where she's like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm not home. I'm already losing part of it in a mm. sense because this book is starting to get damaged and yeah. I'm trying to remember these recipes too. Did you ever use like the hints for like once? Yes. Oh, just once. Wow. This is like just more <laughs> evidence about how bad I technically am at video no. games. <laughs> or maybe you just, maybe the cooking wasn't Maybe I'm also just not good at cooking. You've got into as well. I cook all the time. I'm just maybe not good at it. I think that's the, that's my takeaway. Wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> no. Okay. So you didn't need a series Joel's of very hints. good at a lot of things, including cooking. Just putting that out there. I can make breakfast burritos. Very good. That's breakfast. what I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of the things that was so interesting about this level is, um, I don't know, there's the, I think it's like a book and kind of a movement. It's like mm-hmm. salt, fat, acid, heat. Are you familiar yes. with this? Yeah. It's also, isn't it like a cookbook and they turned it into a Netflix Yeah, show it's like a or whole something? thing now. Yeah. But it's like the, the idea is like if you understand the fundamentals of mm-hmm. cooking. Um, oh, I understand how your hair got wet now. Oh, uh, the, 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 the lid. lid. <laughs> that makes sense. Oh uh, we were talking earlier, my shirt is completely stained in coffee <laughs> because the lid of these drinks that we got as I was driving here, I was pouring coffee, like apparently all over myself and didn't realize it. And earlier no, before I... we started, Jenny was like, my hair is wet and I don't know why. And I just watched water or just the, drip, all it down. drip all over. Yep. I mean, just take the lid off. We're just yeah, going to do that. That's true. Yep. Um, so mechanically that this particular cooking one, this is the one where you had to like layer the cloth mm-hmm. and no that was, was the, the first, first one, one. Okay. yeah that was with oh, I'm blinking on the name um but yeah the second one was you layered the specific like different ingredients oh right right okay yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. uh and then at the end it, as they you like kind of remove the the surface it, like the steam comes up and it, yeah. <laughs> yeah it looks like a, a rocket taking yes. off is the, the idea um this as you're like layering things the clicking sound, like mm. sometimes I really enjoy like ASMR type videos when oh, yeah. they're not like obnoxious. Uh, but when it was like the, the metallic clanking of things, mm-hmm. oh, that was so. Yeah, satisfying. all of it is so good. Again, the, the cooking sounds, because even when you click to like lift something, it'll mm-hmm. have a little mm-hmm. bit of a sound. Uh, yeah, it's all very, very good. Um, after that, we get to see Coven still be a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is a point in which something a bit more like we've had sort of these not necessarily highs, but life has been pretty normal. Um, 
and something happens to the family that brings just the mood just crashing down for me, at least. Um, there's a day when Venba, I think it opens up with Venba trying to get Kavin to talk on the phone to someone at Pavlon's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venba, we don't know really Venba's like English proficiency. All we know is Venba is just not comfortable talking on sure. the phone. Right. Um, and so having Coven do it, Venba's trying to say, hey, could you check where your dad is? He hasn't come back home. It's late. What's going on? And so in this, we see more of that text dialogue yeah. uh, used super effectively to show Coven um, bouncing between Tamil and English and then also speaking quickly in ways that Venba is sort of obfuscated mm-hmm, so that Venba mm-hmm, cannot mm-hmm. quite understand what's being said. Yeah. Um, through that, we find out that he's left work and he still hasn't made it home. And so Venba and Kavan go out and they try looking for him. They walk to the bus stop where they are pretty sure he's supposed to be at, or he was last going to be. Um, and they see him at the bus stop sitting with his face. Um, I think he has a cut or like a bruise. Mm-hmm. Um, his briefcase is scattered, uh, and he's, he's smoking a cigarette. Um, and his glasses are and broken. his glasses are broken, and you know, it's not any. It's not ever explicitly said like what um, what happened, but it's very clear as a participant in the game, as a player, like some sort of racially motivated yep. aggression has happened. Yep. Um, I think this. The first time I played, I couldn't remember if this was around like, honestly, nine eleven times. It's earlier, so it's not quite there yet. Okay, but um, it kind of mirrors. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, but it does show like the ways in which, as people were immigrating to like the U.S. and Canada, especially like brown folks, um, they were not always met. They're still not met always with like open arms. Right. So yeah. How uh, deep was the sinking feeling in your stomach during the the late night walk through the park while uh, Calvin and Benver are talking? As soon, I mean, as soon as the phone call was there, I was like, this isn't good. Something bad. Yeah, he would have called. Like, again, we've established that this is a healthy relationship. This is a family that, like, I would assume he would have been communicative if Mm -hmm. he had known that he was going to be late. And so from the call, I was just like, this is not good. Like something bad has happened. Is it is it bad that I was hoping it was more of like a heart attack or a health thing? But like, you know, <laughs> you that know that. Like, yeah. Oh, God. And so the the conversation on the walk from the apartment mm-hmm. to the bus stop takes a long time. Yeah. Like it's a long conversation. Yeah. And the tension that is building there for the player makes the experience all like you start feeling the same fear that like Mm -hmm. any mother would feel in this situation or any like wife, I suppose, in this situation would feel. Um, And so I felt like the way again, we talked about this at the very beginning, the way it makes you feel so many different emotions. It is very rare that I am concerned for the safety of a character in a video game in a video game i'm usually like expecting a character to get killed or hurt or what like it's video games but the idea that like oh no like pavlon like something could be really wrong yeah 
I, I just had this pit in my stomach that it whole was, scene. Yeah, it was. And what was amazing was that you're playing as Venva. And so you have your child with you. Mm-hmm. And so this whole time you're walking and the pit in your stomach's growing and growing, but you can't, you can't convey any of that yep, to your kid. Yep, yes. And so what's interesting, oh, and I'm forgetting what the dialogue options are, but you have these dialogue options where you can share like different parts of your life and your past with Coven. And mm-hmm. like, I think one of the questions is like, oh, how did you and dad like get together or something like that? Yeah. So you are holding like a normal conversation with your kid, just sharing, trying to share and convince them, you know, like, hey, it's been on my mind. Like, I'd love for you to speak Tamil a little bit more and trying to just keep things chill as you are going towards the unknown at that point. I think you're right. I think this is the conversation where we learn about the relationship history (laughs) with the two. Yep. We learn about some of the family dynamics, which feels like there's some like elements of like the the classist structures that Mm -hmm. we know are present in this culture at this time. Um, and so, but like, it's just kind of hinted at, Yeah. but I do think it's also when we learn, I could be wrong about this, yeah. that Pavlan was this like, like writer. Yes. Right. Yep. And again, it's like, we are not letting you focus on the tropes mm-hmm. that you're used to hearing classes, struggles, uh, immigrants that are having a hard time, like finding jobs and like language barriers. It's like. No, we want you to see these people as people. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was a newspaper reporter before yeah. he wrote. He loved to write. And now he only writes when things are bad. Yep. And so we show up and find him on the corner looking very dour, looking like he has been, you know, beat up or, or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, the next sequence, do we see him at night writing? Like the family's asleep, yep. presumably. And we see him writing. Yep. And that was, oh, God, what a gut-wrenching moment that was. Yeah, I get like a frog in my throat thinking about it, honestly, because it's also a moment, a rare moment with him, Mm. which we don't really get the rest of the game. Like that is that is the moment that like we get with him. And uh, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, Yeah, it's hard. yeah, I don't know if you have anything else you want to say. No, I just thought I, it, was it was so a, powerful. Just yeah, again, if you haven't played this game, it's it's uh, 100% worth it. And mm-hmm. I think like in terms of building empathy, understanding, seeing characters as like more whole people. Yeah, it's just such a good a good experience of that. It really like, is. Um, the next sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this the going away? Yes, I think this is like <sighs> senior. Getting ready to go. It's the last meal things. before Coven goes away to college. Yeah, and I think it's the biryani level, right? Yep. Yeah, that's right. Um, gosh, a I love biryani. Same. Like, I talking about it now. I'm like maybe. Ma- is maybe that what we order for dinner? Tonight? Yeah, I think we should mm-hmm. order it in for dinner tonight. Um, but oh my goodness, this level. This is the one because the whole time we see Coven and we're like, oh, come on, kid. Like, you have to understand be nicer what to your, your parents, mom. I know. Be nice to your mom. We you saw her in the 80s. You have to understand what your parents are doing for you. <laughs> but one thing that this made me really see is how, like, as kids, well, psychologically, kids actually are not able to really 
think beyond certain spheres yeah, uh, right. at different periods of their development because mm -hmm. that's just how kids are. Yep. Um, and so kids are just very self-centered um, in a lot of ways. And so you don't, as a kid, see the ways that your parents are making sacrifices or trying to do what's best for you. Um, at this point, he's now in high school. And I have to say, when I was in high school, there was a year in middle school where I hit my obnoxious point. And then there was a year in high school. There were like two distinct years. I remember my mom and I fighting all the time because I was just like, give me space. Let me do things like I'm trying to like make it in high school intact and like cool. And this isn't helping. And you get that feeling from Calvin where he's like, I just want to do my thing. Let me like, let me go. <laughs> um, can we both? share a high school story of <laughs> of of coven of coveny behavior oh my god um, because again yeah. the whole thing is these are like we're not dealing in tropes here no. like we're dealing with like this is how a lot of people act and not yeah. just like in immigrate Im immigrant families um here's mine okay um i uh forgot to go to the rehearsal for my high school graduation and so <laughs> okay. what we were told was if you don't go to rehearsal you can't walk Oh, dang. And so I missed it because I was on a bike ride and uh, <laughs> the office was closed to the school because it was like summertime. So I was like calling and no one was answering the phone. So I was like, well, I guess I'm not <laughs> I'm not walking. And my mom was furious. Oh, no. So, so angry. Fast forward to August and we are at Taco Bell, which is if anyone knows me, you know, as a special place in my heart. <laughs> We're at Taco Bell about to make the drive three hours to a uh, university to drop me off for the first time. Yeah. And I see a friend from high school. I didn't have a lot of like friends in high school. Yeah. Is literally the first person from high school I saw after school ended. Yeah. Three months later. And she's like, oh, hey, I didn't see you at graduation. We had like close last names. Yeah. And my mom's standing next to me in line, Taco Bell. And she's like, <laughs> and my mom like, her face is just immediately like, yeah. Just drops. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't go. I missed the thing. And so like, you know, they said, if you don't go to the rehearsal, you can't walk. And she's like, oh, they still let all those people walk. They just had to walk at the end of the line. And when oh, I tell you no. the frigidness of the van ride from Taco Bell to <gasps> university was, oh, my, my dad was just looking at me like, Really messed this one up, bud. Oh my gosh. And now here's your cherry on top moment. We get to university. We drop off all of my stuff in the door. It's we're gonna do uh one last meal together. Yeah. We go to Subway. We're hitting all the big ones. <laughs> the classics. <laughs> the classics. Go to Subway. Um eat. And I say to my mom, you know, this subway's like pretty close to campus. I'll just walk back. All right, guys. See ya. <laughs> and I said it as a joke. Oh, no. A no, really no. bad, bad, bad 18-year-old joke. And my mom broke down. <gasps> no. She was so... And my dad was livid. He's like, this is the last thing you're going to say to us. And like, so... A huge asshole moment on my part. Um, but I say this to say when Coven in this scene is like, oh, I'm actually going to be um, driving there with my friends instead of with you guys, which was the plan. Yeah. I'm just going to go with my friends. 
and you can see the heartbreak on the mom's face. I was like, I know this exact feeling and this like, you know, the feeling of like itchiness. Of, like oh. I got to get out of here and do my own thing. And like even one more day in this van before I leave, like I can't do it. <laughs> um, I just so thoroughly related to that moment from Coven's perspective. Yeah. But now here I am 36, like, wow. Talk about really missing the mark for like caring for the people that have cared for you for you know, your entire life. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You got any, you got any moments that you can um, think of like this? So I will say the, the college, college, something about going to college must flip this like button in our brains mm-hmm. that's just like the last time we get to be a jerk <laughs> i don't know um so literally the the scene and the moment when venba's like i'll make you this food so you can bring it mm. and like ha- you and your friends can eat all this food i remember <sighs> uh so first day i'm driving to the dorms my mom well my mom you know she's coming with me i'm taking Uh, her car because I didn't have a car yet and uh, she's sitting in the passenger seat and she's got she prepared like so much food Mm. Um, and because I have this like little fridge that I got you know because it's classic classic. she has all this food we're unpacking everything and it comes time to bring the food and like have it like in the dorm and so she brings it in there And I'm like, mom, I don't have any way, like, I don't have a microwave. I don't have a way to heat it up. I don't have, you know, I don't even have friends to eat it with yet because I'm like new here. I don't need this food. And I gave it back to her. (sighs) And my mom was like her face. Oh my gosh. I'm just like so shameful thinking about it because her face was so heartbroken. And I was just like, Oh, I shouldn't have done that, but I said it and now I can't unsay it. Mm-hmm. And so my mom's taking this food back and I feel like such an asshole. And oh my gosh, it was the worst. Cause like she brought it up there and I was like, mom, it's not going to be cool. And it's going to be like, and it was also, there was kimchi in there too. And I was like, it's going to stink up the dorm. Like nobody here knows this stuff. Cause also the school I went to was very, very, very white. There was actually no other like remotely Asian people in my mm. dorm. So I was like, everyone's going to know. Cause I also had seen some of the cheerleaders go through and I was like, I need to be like, just, I'm going to put drinks. I'm just going to put water in this fridge. I'm not going to put food in it. Ugh. And I had her take the food back and I felt so ashamed as I was saying it. And I was just like, well, I've committed and my mom is real sad and now she's leaving and we're saying goodbye. But it's like the most awkward, sad goodbye on the first day of living in the dorms. Oh, my God. Hey, uh, get in the comments. Share the (laughs) asshole story you carry a lot of shame over for how you treated your parents one time. Uh, so that we can all recognize that this is a part of growing up that we need to do better. Maybe to I be fair, know. I have apologized to her for that. I called her. Same. I have apologized yeah. for mine as well. <laughs> you should. If you have done this, it's never too late to say, hey, remember that time I was a complete jerk? I'm sorry. Um, never too late to apologize. Yeah. True. As that one song. Too late to apologize. That song's a lie. It's never too late. Uh, oh, you're right. Eh, eh, <laughs> eh. Um, okay. <laughs> 
Oh, God. But yeah. It, so I should say, we should also add, because this came up in the interview, while this moment is happening, which is maybe this, the third saddest moment of the game, <laughs> yeah. you also have what is what I would consider the funniest moment mm-hmm. of the game, which is um, Pavlon sitting on the side while Venba and Kavan are talking basically just talking to himself like yeah i don't think i got any meat in my biryani yeah <laughs> yeah no there's doesn't seem to be anything in here he's just like yeah. talking to himself and it's just oh like gosh. the humor of that moment this was juxtaposition so, is so God. good and it was like again like we aren't allowing stereotypes here it's like you have to understand the whole human experience is not just shame it's not just embarrassing moments with mm-hmm. cringe ex- experiences there's humor in this stuff yeah like, and you have to remember that. Yeah, it was so good. Small detail also, just showing um, Coven's like hope to in like pursuit of sort of more Western culture mm. versus like Venba and Pavlan's more like traditional cultural background. Um, I noticed that Pavlan, or yeah, Pavlan and Venba were eating the biryani with their hands. And Coven was using, I think, a spoon or a fork. He was using utensils. That's right. And I found that super fascinating mm-hmm. as well, mm-hmm. just because it's like you're you're even eating the food differently, which isn't a bad thing, but it just shows this disconnect or at least this difference in the ways that they're approaching their heritage at yeah. this point. That's so that's uh, that's so perfect. Um and I think it's kind of a good segue into like the the last like couple segments of mm-hmm. this game because we fast forward now. Um, we learn that Pavlon has passed, and yeah. so this message is kind of communicated because his gla- his broken glasses are on the shelf. Yeah, you see Venba as a mother; she has like graying hair and wrinkles. Which, first of all, the I fact that you that. saw that in a game <sighs> like what other game has that? I know <sighs> the mom actually staying alive past the intro of the game. That's a big Incredible. deal. <laughs> so many, so much ground broken. Oh my gosh. Um, and so like the last couple of sequences are, um, I'm going to summarize all of them so that we can mm-hmm. kind of talk about them as a unit. Uh, you get um, Venba making a huge spread because she yeah. believes that Coven is going to be coming home. Coven's yeah. an adult now. He's going to be coming home for a meal. Yeah. And you spend all it's this his time. Birthday is it his birthday meal? I oh. think it's his birthday. So you see, you watch them preparing this food, by the way, it's the My colors. Favorite sequence in the one game. One of the best. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> the colors, the, the visuals of like, Oh, we've seared the fish and it looks like this. And like, you've made the the bread dish here. It looks like this. And like that moment was huge. She makes this incredible spread. And then later that night, she's sitting on the porch. He's not come. And she finally gets a text. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. After the fact. After the fact. It's like nighttime. Um, So we get this sequence. We then jump ahead. Uh, Venba has moved back to India. And Kaven is in the apartment yeah. and is being essentially asked by this half character, Chris, <laughs> uh, for questions and kind of props and like elements from Tamil culture that he can mm-hmm. provide for kind of his job. Um, and that's kind of like the second sequence. Um, and at this point, she's moved back. Venba has moved back home because right. she's kind of realized that like being in Canada is both oppressive kind of to Coven 
and it's making her feel resentful towards right. towards him. So she moves back. And then the final sequence is kind of like the third act of this little section where the two of them are on the rooftop. Right. And they have this moment where they're reconnecting and talking about cooking food at the same mm-hmm. time. Like this like really um, incredible experience. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, I will say the feast preparation was my favorite mechanically yeah. because you not only have the combination of so many different foods and like ways that you're clicking and cutting and dicing and slicing to prepare things. Uh, but the music is phenomenal. We haven't talked about the music, but, um, each track that you hear, uh, during the cooking sequence aligns to the style of music that was most popular that year or a popular composer found within that time period. And so, uh, we have these nods to just cultural Mm -hmm. moments that are Mm -hmm. so good. Um, also, I really want to point out that when that clock, before you even know Coven didn't show up, there's a shot where you see the clock at like after dinner time. I forget exactly what time it is, but you see it and you're just like, no, 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 no. Not, it's this not happening. Isn't good. This, this is bad. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and that was, it was fascinating because in another way, I feel like my stomach almost sunk even further than what mm. happened with Pavlon in a weird way. Um, because we have, I think it's because it's the culmination of, we know that she's lost her husband. Yep. We know that she's already been dealing with not enjoying living in Canada anymore. Um, we know that she had been struggling to get, some sort of a job, which at the very end of the level, we see the letter, which at least is like some hope that she's getting this position. Um, but after all of that preparation and what you said about scale, that is the biggest scale that mm-hmm. we have. Mm-hmm. That is the investment, all the time and energy. You as a player have put so much time and energy in it. And to have it not be eaten is just like, that was the biggest emotional, just, just, punch to the face yeah. i don't know i felt so bad it's so true and it's like one of those things where it's like i be, maybe because of like my experience with food growing up like this idea that like oh someone's gonna put a lot of time into their food and that is a way that they show that they love and care for you it's something mm-hmm. that's just like it feels so like unfamiliar to me mm-hmm. and uh watching this experience in the games like oh my god I finally see it. Mm-hmm. I see what it means for a care or any person in real life, even to heavily invest in a meal or a dish or a dessert, or even just like cocktails for a night. Yeah. That's like when you have a person in your life that does that, this is a key way that they are showing love and care for you. Yeah. And I have never understood like, understood it on an emotional level before and this game was like oh hey time to understand this time to grow up buddy oh dang i love that it it allowed you to feel that that's really yeah i mean like you could have told like absolutely like intellectually i get it like Mm -hmm. oh people spend time on this thing because they care right sure yeah but by showing what happens when they put all that time and the person doesn't even bother to show up and they just get a text message i was like Oh, by showing the kind of worst case scenario for this, um, I now fully understand how important fulfilling (sighs) that actually is. Oh, I will say I was like, I know I have not, you know, 
I have had my times where I've been a horrible child to my mom. You know, I've I've had, you know, Gavin put the cup down. Like I, I'm yeah, here. I, I, <laughs> but at the same time, I don't think I've felt so much rage at a care. I was so mad mm. at Coven at that point in time. I think because partially because I'm like, ooh, damn, I I have in some cases been Coven, and I see myself in him, and I kind of hate that like. I see that and I see that connection I've had to Mm -hmm. him, but I also, oh, it was just, it was just so good. So emotionally impactful because also I was in the shoes of Venba. It allowed me to feel like I was kind of seeing from my mom's perspective. And so the dual like sadness, anger was just like, what a powerful cocktail of emotion. Yes. Oh, and then to have that moment of extreme emotion Mm -hmm. paired with, the glib way Chris oh, yeah, that's is such talking a about describe it. Uh, kind of like, hey, can you essentially like get this thing from your home so that I can use it as a prop? Like, yeah. Oofa doofa. Yeah. Well, and I think <laughs> what was really incredible was seeing the ways because one thing that we hadn't pointed out, haven't pointed out yet, is that when we switch to Coven's point of view uh, and he takes a look at the recipe book things look very different from what we're familiar mm-hmm. with as a player mm-hmm. because when we see it through Venba's eyes, we can, as a, as a player, um, read any instructions, you know, as if we could read Tamil. But since Coven has not spent the time to like really immerse himself in the language and the culture, we don't see the instructions as easily or clearly. It actually takes longer for him to piece things out the text pops up more slowly and it's not complete. Uh, I did not make this connection until <laughs> right now. I thought it was, that was maybe one of my favorite mechanical, like, it was like this blend of sort of environmental sort of telling. I don't, mm-hmm. I, you know, environmental, yeah. I forget, I'm blanking on the word, but basically the the, the narrative mixing with the design. Yeah in such a way that story through showing uh, instead of telling that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was incredible uh, to see the world now through Coven's eyes instead of Venba's. I, so when you're uh, Venba reading through your cookbook, there are lines missing, like with age, like thing, the, the text has worn away. Right. And so when I read it as Coven and everything's in Tamil, I was like, Oh, yeah. So it's hard to read the instructions. That's just the same that it was for Vemba. And I did not realize <laughs> that I have gone from like reading the text, like, quote, in English mm-hmm. to reading the text in Tamil. And like, oh, God, Jenny, you have like, <laughs> dodge all like I get it now. But like, it, as always, Jenny has pointed out something that should be very like clear to people that Joel just did not understand. No, I mean, and maybe you again, you like to click through text more quickly. So, and I like to let it run because I just, I enjoy seeing letters pop up. So maybe because you were clicking, it didn't like register. And so it might've been just something that you missed because you were just just a dummy. No. Um, But yeah, I thought that whole transition to moving from Venba's perspective to Mm -hmm. Coven's was really good. I think the struggles that he had in terms of, um, he, he, T- almost texts back Chris his honest his feelings. actual things, thinking. Yeah. yeah, he almost tells Chris how, uh, basically how complex of a relationship he has with his own culture, mm-hmm. and how it doesn't feel right to be using, 
you know, recipes or things from his heritage or ma the mask, mm -hmm. I think specifically yep. for as a prop, because he also has these really conflicting feelings about his identity and, yeah. and he hasn't even embraced it himself mm -hmm. fully. Uh, but then as soon as you click, because <laughs> it stops and you click and in my head, I'm like, yeah, send. send. You click what you think is going to be send, and it actually is Coven going back, 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 and he backspaces, and he decides to just be like, you know, okay, right, okay cool. yeah, cool, we'll figure it out. <laughs> um, which that was another moment where I yelled at the screen, but not Coven. in anger, because I, it was more of like, I also, I, I get it. Because sometimes, again, if, you, if this is your work, Mm -hmm. There's an element of, okay, this is my job. I need to do this. Yeah. Um, who am I to say no to something if I've also not had a relationship with that culture and that part of me? Yeah. Um, and so I think it, it showed I was frustrated, but less like it wasn't as angry, as rageful as the missed birthday dinner. It was very much like, a oh, man, I really feel for you. This is it. It's like the first time that yeah. like it's not just like a silly kid or a selfish teenager. It's like, no, it's an adult that's dealing with the complexities right. of his identity and the, right. the diaspora of this whole situation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. That's so good. So good. Yeah. I thought it was pretty, I, I missed seeing it from Ben Bo's point of view, but I really loved that. Also just generationally, like we go through essentially two generations mm -hmm, here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really powerful because a lot of times the movies or games that I've experienced that do sort of touch on this topic are very much um, within a smaller bubble of time. And so the fact that we get to see him as a kid grow up with this perspective of his heritage and have it evolve mm. is really powerful. Yeah, um, yeah really cool. Oh, so good. And then we go to then we get to that final scene, final scene. like on the rooftop. Uh, one of the things that we talked about with uh, Avi is how like the whole rest of the game, you're pretty much inside the room of his yeah. apartment. And so like even just having this open feeling, mm, it's like yeah. it just feels like there is less pressure. Yeah. And that is like a, a central theme for their relationship is mm -hmm. uh, Venba realizing that she's been putting this pressure on Kavan. Right. Coven realizing that he has been responding to this pressure in this kind of negative way. Right. Um, and then the two of them and Abby talks about how he's like, I didn't want to put like this. Oh, it's a happy ending. It's like it's a, right. an ending with like a question mark. It's right. like, how are they going to move forward in their relationship mm -hmm. together? Like they have found something in common that they can talk about and relate to and, and yeah. this cooking. Um, they are able to maybe have a higher degree of empathy in the same way that adult children are finally able to start empathizing with their yep. now aging parents. Um, so you kind of get all of those sensations in this one kind yeah. of final scene. It was so beautiful. I loved it. You get to have them cook together mm -hmm. for the first time. Mm -hmm. Every other point has been Venba preparing for Coven or preparing yeah. for Pavlon and Coven. This is the first time you see them doing that together. Um, I loved that yeah, we have this moment of like just mutual respect and empathy for one another and yep. how much they are starting to see like just each other's sides. Yeah. Um, it was so, so good. And yeah, I think this was, it was a moment, I, I guess it's important to call out, like it's not just Coven recognizing kind of 
the, his negative contribution to this relationship. I think it is also an opportunity where Venba recognizes yeah. that how she has negatively influenced this relationship. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's again, like Avi said, there's no bad guys here. It's just like, this no. is very much the way a lot of relationships unfold. And yep. it was kind of refreshing to see like, oh, and there's optimism, but mm-hmm. not conclusion for yeah. how this relationship moves forward. Yeah. Yeah, I I very much appreciated that there wasn't like, ah, oh, Coven's the bad kid who doesn't want to accept, you know, his his family's heritage. You know, it didn't keep it like you said, yeah. and we've said this whole time, these aren't one note characters. Mm-hmm. These are very much humans. Um yeah, it's like I I have I have seen Coven, I have been Coven, I've seen Venba and in like, you know, I've interacted with Venba. I haven't, yeah. I'm not a mom, so I can't necessarily say I've been Venba. Sure. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, it was just absolutely beautiful. One detail that I would love to point out, mm. uh, little, little nugget that I've noticed as I played from the very beginning to the very end, we already know that the music tracks sort of through popular points in time popular genres of music or the composers. Uh, What was fascinating to me is if you look at the ingredients that are used throughout each level and some of the background, um, the ingredients move from being very rudimentary, like flour, water, you know, salt, Mm. maybe coconut powder, you know, like just more raw ingredients to having ingredients that are more store-bought that are like with labels on them. And so what I thought was really incredible is we move from the eighties when maybe they did not have like community or grocery stores or support in their area to have these like foods available mm. to the more modern time where I think when you, by the time you get to Coven's level, he's got like, he's got cans and jar and like things that are processed and like, you know, pantry foods, um, essentially that are used to help with some of the cooking. And so it's like, it shows not only did like the food kind of get more complex level wise, but because the ingredients got more complex as the world brought in more, Mm -hmm. maybe like of Indian culture to Canada and more of the community got there and food became more readily available, which I think is just a nod to the globalization that happened. Yeah. Wow. Like, incredible so cool. that you saw yeah. that and noticed that that's so cool oh wow so that was just a detail and this was from multiple playthrough i didn't notice it the first time but after playing it a couple times mm. i was like wait a second i think i think this is also actually happening and on the third playthrough i was able to confirm so good so good yeah oh well for this like last little segment um i'd love to bring in some of two notable pour over materials um for those who don't have the newsletter yet or don't get the newsletter you can sign up at geeksandgrounds.com to get the newsletters because every week we have a pour over section um because not only do we love pour over coffee but these are the extra materials that you can pour over and get a little bit more uh, out of the experience of playing. Oh, and is that so, why we say that? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so, uh, two, <laughs> we have many, um, but two of the notable ones are two smaller games um, available. Little snacks. Little snacks, yeah. Called uh, one is Taste of the Past, and the other is uh, Half. Half. Oh. Yes. Taste of the Past is by Sondering Studio. Uh, we had this great conversation with Emily, if you would like to look in the back 
episodes back catalog um, to check that out. And then also uh, Half is by Emma Kidwell, who is an absolutely wonderful developer and human being. So we have talked a little bit about uh, A Taste of the Past in the yeah. interview. So uh, kind of like your 30,000 foot overview mm-hmm. is you're, you're uh, playing uh, May, right? Yes. Uh, walking through your on kind of this almost like spirit train mm-hmm. situation. And essentially you are going car by car and meeting uh, the generations past of your family. Right. Um, people who have passed on. Um, and you're doing this in the context of your mother has uh, somewhat recently died and mm-hmm. uh, you are grieving as a teenager yeah. uh, who has a younger sister and uh, you're an artist, but you also value like the cooking that you did with your mom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and essentially like you follow her as she has a conversation with every one of her relatives and it kind of builds a, a better understanding of uh, it helps her to better understand her mom and mm-hmm. how uh, the choices of the past kind of influence how we're all raised, butterfly effect style. Yeah. Um, you get to understand a bit about uh, like the significance of some dishes, which I think is a, a really cool thing that we talk uh, we talk a little bit with, with Emily about. Um, and then in the end, you, of course, get to like have that conversation with your mom. Right. And I think this is a really good contrast to Venba because... Um, A, Venba is mostly primarily seen through a mother's eyes, someone who's a little bit older's eyes. Definitely adult's eyes. Um, And it also spans a a generation. Mm -hmm. You know, it Mm -hmm. spans decades. A Taste of the Past is really fascinating because this is looking at um, a little bit more like through Coven's eyes, specifically in this sort of teen era. And it is at a very heartbreaking, specific moment in time when um, someone has lost their connection to this part of their heritage, like a direct connection. Yeah. Um, I think when I when I was talking about Venba earlier, you know, as like moms especially often hold that role of cooking and introducing the food. Mm-hmm. And so to lose your mother, um, you know, in some cases, if you have that relationship with your mother, can feel like you've lost that connection or that access to that part of your Mm -hmm. heritage right uh so i think um the taste of the past i think does the sort of a similar story or a similar themes at least um interweaved in a very different story that i I found really valuable to play alongside benba yeah and you know one of the things that you hit on that we also talked quite a bit about in the in the interview was um, the importance of this experience through a teenager's eyes. Yeah. As a teenager, those emotions feel a lot bigger. Everything's mm-hmm. a lot more um, urgent and it's, it's yeah. critical that we deal with this right now um, <laughs> versus, you know, you know, Venba, the first time I meet her is probably in her 20s. We follow her through her probably 60s. You don't see things through Kevin's perspective until he's in his probably 20s. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the it's like it it dulls the urgency. Right. Right. Like. Coven didn't come home for his birthday dinner. It's not urgent that he came home. Yeah. For May, everything is urgent. Right. Shopping for the the dress for her mother's funeral is urgent. Dealing with her sister and finding out like how am I supposed to support her? I I'm still a kid. Like mm-hmm. that is urgent. Mm-hmm. Um what do I do about art school that my dad is working super hard to pay for me to keep doing? Right. Urgent. Like there's not a point to say like, Hey, you know, you're a kid. Like you don't have to have answers to all these things. No, no, no. Everything is as it is for all teens, like urgent, urgent, urgent. Yep. 
Yeah, it's super powerful experience. It's also free. So if anyone hasn't played it yet and would like to go on that journey, um, we won't dive into like the specifics on sort of all the conversations that happen yep. just so that you can enjoy them. But it's it's a really powerful experience um, made um, genuinely even more incredible because uh, the team is is also made it in college. So it's kind of like, wow, <laughs> how knowledge, <laughs> knowledge beyond their years. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. The art style, the music direction, like it's all just like so tasteful and beautiful. Yeah. Um, should we, so should we talk about half? Yeah. Half is also kind of more of a selfish inclusion to be very honest, but it is one of the games that I think covers the themes of identity and diaspora and not feeling like you quite fit in anywhere, which mm -hmm. I think Coven and Venba both experience to mm -hmm. differing degrees. Um, Half by Emma Kidwell. Uh, it's available on itch.io, which is a place um, that's it's, it's another platform kind of like Steam where you can get games. Oftentimes it ranges from professional games to very hobbyist games. Um, Emma made this as a very small title um, about being half Japanese and half American. Mm -hmm. And so what's really fascinating to me is that it's very it's a narrative experience. You click on specific words that are underlined and linked to expand upon different memories or different sort of um, sensory almost like touch points yeah. uh, that are that you know strike memories and bring back like I don't know if you smell like if there's a certain sm smell that brings you back to a different thing that throughout the dialogue there's those moments that bring you back to different memories and there's tiny tiny like barely paragraph vignettes of different situations in which Emma specifically grappled with this liminal space her identity sat in, mm -hmm. um, whether it was sort of uh, connecting with her grandmother, uh, whether it was sort of hearing about these Asian stereotypes that her boyfriend, I think it was her boyfriend, her boyfriend yeah. was talking about, um, and then just sort of ways that she just has been ruminating on that. Yeah, and so it's really interesting because uh, structurally you read like, maybe like a three or four paragraph vignette about like mm -hmm. a thing that is happening in real time. Yeah. And then like Jenny said, like you get an underlined word and you click that word and it takes you to uh, like kind of like a sense memory connected yeah. to that word. And then in addition, whenever you click on that memory in the background, yes, you yeah. get whenever you click on one of those underlined words, you get essentially like that sense memory, which is like one or two paragraphs about that specific word. But you also are seeing what I can only describe as like an internal monologue. Yep. And it's kind of like the self-doubt uh, and, and lack of feeling like there is a, a place for you. Mm -hmm. And you see it written in English and written, I guess, is it probably kanji, I would imagine? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know, know for sure. Japanese, so. um, <laughs> I, I'm assuming it's some sort of like Japanese um, uh, uh, writing. Uh, probably the same words, I don't know. Um, but it, you get this like, it really makes you connect emotionally to what's happening because yeah. it's like you're not only getting the real time memory, you're not or experience, you're not only getting the sense memory connected to that experience, yeah. but you're also getting the consistent inner dialogue of like, OK, so like this might not seem like a big deal, but now I want you to imagine that you're dealing with this thing while this inner monologue, this mm -hmm. inside voice is constantly talking and saying these messages about yeah. belonging and how you fit into things. And it's like, wow. 
if every day or like, yeah, this is perhaps an exaggeration, but like if every day you have this experience and every one of those experiences is laced with these sense memories of like mm-hmm. historic things that have happened to you or that you've experienced. And on top of that, you've built this inner monologue about yeah. like who you are and how you engage in the world. It really helps you better understand. I, I, I for those of you, us who, who that is not their lived experience, mm-hmm. it helps us understand um, how the kind of the cumulative effect of all of these things, right? As opposed to like, oh, well, yeah, it's like one racist said this racist thing to you one time. (laughs) It's like, no, 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 no. It's so much bigger than that. Uh, And it was just like the way that structurally she was able to communicate that through that like relatively simple mechanism, I thought was Mm -hmm. so well done. Yeah. And again, this is definitely coming from more of the like, child perspective the one who has grown up in the western culture uh so similar to like a taste um oh my gosh why did i say a taste of the unbound (laughs) (laughs) taste of the unbound (laughs) um but similar to both of the other titles actually um where we have this perspective specifically from the child um who's growing up not having really known like quote unquote known their home culture yeah right (laughs) which um it's kind of a bis- misnomer because their home is also where they've grown yeah, up. So, right. yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was a great way to also integrate just, even though the like Venba isn't about being biracial, it is about the struggles of finding out identity and where you belong. And right. so that tie I thought was a really poignant one that I wanted to make sure folks had the opportunity to play if they had the time. Yes. Uh, so three games for, uh, the the very very hot month of August 2023, um, but definitely um, relatively snack sized games. Like go through all yeah. three. They're, all they're of them so- are under like Venba's the longest, and it clocks in at like an hour and a half. Yeah, get in there, get after it. <laughs> uh, half takes maybe five to ten minutes to play, depending on how fast you read and click through. Um, and what taste was like taste thirty minutes was, or something? Yeah, like thirty minutes, forty minutes. Yeah depending on how long you cry. Uh, for me, it was about 40. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, this sounds right. This all yeah. sounds right. One thing that just to kind of like close out thoughts um, that I found was really interesting that I was thinking about and Avi also brought up is I'm really curious how younger generations will play these and look at these titles and what kind of titles they will create. Because... Like I grew up when I would bring like kimbap, which is like rice. It's like kind of rolled rice, vegetables and, you know, meat. I would bring it and people would be like, oh, gross. That looks disgusting. Nowadays, kids would bring that and it might not be met with that kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. And so in what ways are the kids nowadays um, perhaps growing up and feeling differently about their identities and maybe more comfortable and embracing and excited about who they are that maybe we didn't get the opportunity to uh, and what kind of stories they may create as they get older um, because they might not be dealing with some of the conflicts uh, that we do. I'm sure they have other conflicts they're dealing with, but um, right on. But I think it'll be interesting to see in terms of identity, what stories they are going to bring to the table. This is such a great point. Like the, like the legacy that we're Mm -hmm. talking about here, it was something that Abby brought up is, which is like the importance of hoping that like, he is the only Tamil kind of popular game for as short a time as possible and yeah. like finding ways to pass on that torch. And I think it's, it's just as important as you think about like 
games and like sharing these cultural experiences as it is that we think about like the real humans that are like living in those things yeah. and like how getting these stories out there and making sure that they are like well they are received in in mass mm-hmm. uh is a really helpful way to prepare and make the the world maybe a safer and more welcoming place for yeah. for those kids that are in those school systems yep yeah i guess any any last thoughts feelings things you want to share about the game any of the games as uh, I am constantly reminded in the Geeks and Grounds video game book club experience. Uh, <laughs> it is just so important to have good stories to help us build empathy, mm. understanding, and um, kind of a shared language around the experiences that we all have growing up. Yeah. And I think your selections this month, Jenny, were just so Thank you. good <laughs> at that. Like a great way to help someone who just did not have a lot of these experiences really start to engage and like feel those feelings. Mm -hmm. So thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I honestly, it was a really exciting month for me to be able to have like not one, but three games that all kind of came together in this wonderful, just like flight Mm. essentially Mm -hmm. of games. Um, and especially coupled with the fact that we've had some stellar movies come out that also address the same. I swear, it the willpower it takes for me to not recommend everything everywhere all at once every month is strong. I know I've recommended it like maybe three times already over the span of but the year. But watch it. But watch it. It's so good. Um but it's incredible. It's just like this month was particularly exciting on a personal level for me because it it became a matter of, oh, there's actually a couple of things I wanted to include that I couldn't because mm. we had sort of filled up, you know, the slots and the availability. And that has never happened before. And that was really exciting, especially considering this specific type of content, mm-hmm. like this specific type of story, like yeah. the fact there are so many things that we can recommend. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a really wow. That's like a reason it's to a be really nice feeling. Joyful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, I think that is it for this deep dive, this spoiler cast. Um, as always, we'd love to hear your thoughts. Feel free to let us know in the discord via email on social. If you got to play one, two or three of these games, what you felt. Um, and I'm excited to be announcing, uh, our next, next title soon. We're going to, we've got a good one coming up. So yeah. yeah. So Jenny, where can people find you on the lines? Folks can find me on Blue Sky, TikTok, <laughs> Twitch, and YouTube at Kim Chica. Excellent. You can find me at all those same places minus Twitch at My Grand Falloon because I'm not cool enough to stream on oh, Twitch. No. <laughs> uh, and if, oh. as always, like the easiest way to get engaged with our community is to go to geeksandgrounds.com. It's a great way to get our newsletter, but you can also find all the information about all the ways we do reach out and try to encourage conversation yeah. uh, and, and find these extra supplementary materials, the, the sup mats. Supplementarily. Supplementarily material. <laughs> Yep. Gotta love it. Um, yeah. So I think now it's time for Joel to take us away. Take us, take us home, Joel. Thank you for joining us at Geeks and Grounds. Remember to filter your coffee, not your feelings. Mm, That's a good one. Snaps for that one. (laughs) (laughs) See y'all next time.